goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Tuesday Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. Of course, there is a lot to discuss. A lot of news concerning former President Trump and the legal assault that he continues to face. There are other stories that I want to touch on, so I decided I will do two of them really quickly so that I don't forget to do them while talking about Donald Trump. One is this serial killer in Portland, Oregon. This guy had a history of violence. He tried to choke a police canine dog. He was released from prison early by Oregon Governor Kate Brown, part of the COVID Let's Let the Criminals Out of Jail. Today he suspected of killing four of the six women recently murdered in the Portland area. Now, it is very doubtful that anyone will track down former Oregon Governor Kate Brown and ask her if she has blood on her hands because Democrats, liberals, are never held to account for their asinine policies. Asinine policies continue. The court in Illinois, the state Supreme Court, has now ruled that the state can eradicate cash bail. This is one of the landmark pieces of legislation offered by their liberal governor, J.B. Pritzker. He's a big hotel guy. Under the new law, judges will not require suspects charged with crimes to post bail in order to leave jail. Go in, go out. If a suspect is deemed to be a threat, well, they can remain in jail, but How many people are going to be released from jail to do horrible things to the people in Illinois? And Governor Pritzker Pritzker will never, ever be held account for that. Just as this left-wing governor in Oregon will not be held to account for the serial killer that she let out of jail early. Let's move to Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump announced that he got a letter from Special Counsel Jack Smith that he is a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation. The letter gave Donald Trump four days to report to the grand jury. This certainly means, according to what former President Trump is saying, that there will be another arrest. Now, we've not seen this in America. So far, the former president has been arrested twice. This will make the third arrest. It is obvious that what the Democrats plan to do here is to put him in a legal quagmire that would derail his campaign and that would, of course, end up if they get their way with Donald Trump being a convict and thrown into jail. This is what they want. This is part of the Trump derangement syndrome that has taken over the left in this country ever since Donald Trump came down that escalator in 2016. What no one seems to be concerned with on the Democrat side is that this move has no good outcome. What we are looking at is the destabilization of America as a nation. This move will certainly demand, as the other two arrests have, a political response from Republicans if, if, if they have the onions required to deliver a political response. If Donald Trump is convicted and tossed into jail, which is what these people wish, and would go on to win the presidency. I read a column a few weeks ago about how he would be able to pardon himself once Inauguration Day rolls around, and that will set off the left into new levels of hysteria not seen before in this country. But the impact is that America will be destabilized. The foundation of this country is the rule of law. It is under attack. You see Democrats right now engaged in an attack on the Supreme Court because they don't like the rulings that a duly elected, meaning appointed by the president, and okayed by the Senate, which is the constitutional task of the Senate, they don't like the fact that the conservative court is now fixing 50 years or more of mismanagement from the left in this country. Now, Republicans had to endure those 50 years or so. When Roe versus Wade, for instance, was 
surprisingly at the time, accepted as by the court as a national law. Republicans objected. They've been protesting. But they did not go to the extremes that Democrats are doing, demanding court packing, demanding uh, that there be some sort of legislation in Congress that would curtail the powers of the Supreme Court, which is an independent branch of government. We do have checks and balances written into our system, but the attack that Democrats are leveling on the Supreme Court goes way beyond that. They are trying to destabilize the court. They are trying to destabilize this nation. If President Trump, the only good outcome of this is if he runs the board on all of these charges, all of the Alvin Bragg charges, all of the charges from this phony documents case, which, by the way, he pointed out, Joe Biden had issues with document. That's not being really looked at by a special prosecutor and so of others. But under the Presidential Records Act, he has the authority to take whatever documents he wanted to take out of the White House. This should have never resulted in an indictment. But he's already facing 34 felony charges in New York over this phony Stormy Daniels nonsense. Then come the the case that has been brought over the documents. And now he's facing arrest again from Jack Smith, the Democrat Party hack political prosecutor. This is a threat to the stability of this nation. Republicans must, if they have the political will, the strength, respond to this politically. Otherwise, they look like an inept political party, which very often they are. And what is that response? The response should be, if you're going to just play politics, the response should be, once the Republicans assume power, go after every single Democrat that is within fair game of legal difficulties. Hillary Clinton comes to mind for her abuse of classified materials. There has never been an investigation into the Clinton Foundation finances. Republicans should, if this goes through, go after Joe Biden after they clean out the Department of Justice and install their own prosecutors. But what does that do? That is a tit-for-tat that very much can appear to just trade one political malfeasance act with another. And that debilitates, that destroys the idea of equal justice under the law. This is a very dangerous moment. 
that America is under. There has to be a response. What is that political response? There is no question, if you look at the mounting evidence, that Hunter Biden, that Joe Biden were involved in activities that appear to be acting as foreign agents for Ukraine, Burisma. They were also involved in funny, odd-looking transactions with other governments. Joe Biden is already in pretty bad shape physically. Can you imagine Democrats' reaction to him being dragged into a courtroom? perhaps dragged into a jail cell. The left would lose their mind. But if there's going to be an equal political response, that's what Republicans should be planning right now. None of this benefits this country. None of this. None of this benefits the rule of law. None of this benefits America being the stable nation in the world. This is all taking America into a dangerous slope. A slope that more and more looks like a third world banana republic instead of the nation of envy for all those other governments in the world. Donald Trump says nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close, and he's right. There has never been a spectacle like this put in front of the American people. Now, Donald Trump can go on and talk about the deranged Jack Smith And he can, you know, he can try to paint Jack Smith as the political hack that he may be. But that doesn't change the fact that these charges have to be answered in a court. And when you have all of a sudden start adding up all these charges, look at the 34 in New York. What was it? 37, I believe. Could be wrong, 30-some-odd in this classified document nonsense. That's close to 70 charges, and that's before we get to these new ones. Now, you try to run the ball, try to run run the table on getting cleared of 70-some-odd charges. And that is not to mention what is happening in Georgia. The night that this news broke, there was also action in Georgia where Donald Trump tried to get that political case tossed out, and it is still going on in Fulton County. In a ruling Monday, the Georgia Supreme Court rejected a long-shot attempt by Donald Trump's legal team to scuttle an investigation into election interference weeks before indictment decisions are expected. 
I've been saying to you that the Georgia prosecutor in that case, Fannie Willis, has been has asked the court to clear their dockets for the first two or three weeks in August. And by the way, that case is going to be more than Donald Trump. They're going after more than just Donald Trump in Georgia. You watch. The pronouncement from the court was unanimous and swift. Court, uh, they had uh, been asked by Donald Trump's legal team to throw out the work of the special grand jury, disqualify Fannie Willis, and they said no way. Now, most of these Supreme Court members, by the way, in Georgia have been uh, appointed by Republicans. Folks, we are in dangerous waters here, and I do not mean to to try to hype it, but in my view, this does not end well for this country. There is nothing here short of a total exoneration of Donald Trump, total, not one charge. There is nothing here that ends well. And again, if Republicans do not step up to the plate here, and actually play political hardball to the extent that Republicans have never played before to actually take on this liberal Democrat establishment with the full force of government. The same way the Democrats are using government to try to take down Donald Trump. If the Republicans fail to respond to this, they are worthless as a political party. They are absolutely worthless. James Golden, Snurley here with you. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, 800-848-WABC. Coming back right after this. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Shower is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, some of the things that happened today in music. Yes, I like this. In 2007, on this day, Sting and his wife Trudy Styler were ordered to pay their chef. Over 24,000 pounds. She was stacked by Trudy after she became pregnant. Oh, you're pregnant? You're fired. This is the compassionate left. Look, I like Sting, and I love Sting's music, but I'm just saying, okay? 1992, Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston, got married at her New Jersey estate. 1982, Willie Nelson, riding the charts, high number one. 
with Always On My Mind, which, of course, has been covered so many times. Billy Joel, 1980. Glass Houses. Produced his first and biggest number one hit, Still Rock and Roll to Me. There's a big section in the music history about Richard Branson and Virgin Records and all the stuff that they've done. Don't have time to get into it. Those are some of the things that happened in music history. Now, let us get back to something else concerning Donald Trump, my friends. And I don't know whether this is wise or not. They're letting it be known what they want to do. And the left is upset. Assuming Donald Trump wins another term. New York Times yesterday had a long piece. Trump and allies forge plans to increase presidential power in 2025. Donald Trump and his allies, according to the New York Times, Maggie Haberman and a few others uh, wrote the piece, are planning an ex- a sweeping expansion of presidential power over the machinery of government if voters return him to the White House. They want to centralize more power in the Oval Office. He wants to alter the balance of power, so says the Times, by increasing presidential authority over every part of the federal government, either by law or tradition, with any measure of independence from political interference by the White House. He intends to bring independent agencies like the Federal Communications Commission and the Federal Trade Commission under direct presidential control. He wants to revive the practice of impounding funds, refusing to spend money that Congress has appropriated for programs that he doesn't like, a tactic that lawmakers banned under President Richard Nixon. This is one of the things that really upsets them. He intends to strip employment protections from tens of thousands of career civil servants, make it easier to replace them if they are deemed obstacles. If they're trying to sabotage his administration, he wants to be able to fire them. And they're warning these liberals that this, oh, this is going to fundamentally upset the apple cart. In fact, Eugene Robinson was on the columnist for the uh, WAPO, was on uh, MSNBC's Morning Joe. He claimed that former President Donald Trump's attempt to fire a portion of the federal bureaucracy, he calls it textbook fascism. So you in your job, many of you, could get fired. And that's not fascism. But oh no, if you fire federal workers, all of a sudden that's textbook fascism. Because the government is sacrosanct. These liberals, these bureaucrats, oh no, never supposed to touch them. If you look in the history of the world, one of the main things in, I'm trying to remember which dynasty it was. It was after Kublai Khan, I believe it was his son. One of the first things that they did was restructure the bureaucracy, government bureaucracy. Because their bureaucracy had been just as cumbersome as our government is now. 
and it actually worked. So Donald Trump, this strategy that they're talking about, and this is the part that I don't know whether it's wise or not. Mr. Trump's advisors are making no secret of their intentions, proclaiming them at rallies on his campaign website, describing them in white papers, and openly discussing them. Perhaps this is a wise idea. I don't know. Perhaps they should just keep this a little quiet and just do it. Don't give liberals the advance notification of what's coming. Just get in office and just execute it. There's more cooperation story in just the news today. Forbidden questions, denied warrants, witness tip-offs, agents detail interference into the Biden probe. A retired FBI supervisor is the latest to speak to Congress about the interference that has gone on in trying to dig out the truth with Hunter Biden, with Joe Biden. The Justice Department's effort to cover up for the Biden reveals a two-tier system of justice that sickens the American People House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer said Monday after releasing a summary of the FBI supervisor's account of how their efforts to get to the bottom of this Hunter Biden mess has been thwarted from the inside. Jim Jordan says that he may hold FBI Director uh, Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress for what he claims is the agency's wholly inadequate compliance with two subpoenas issued earlier this year. Jim, I love you. You know that, Jim Jordan. Stop talking. Stop talking about may do this, may do that. If you're going to hold this guy in contempt of Congress, just do it already. Do it. Stop talking about it. Issue the contempt citation to him now and stop teasing us with this is what's coming down the court maybe do it there's a lot being said about the weather the weather yeah it's hot out there surprise surprise we are hearing more reports about global warming and it's not just here in the United States it's all over the world I read stories today of how it's so hot in Europe that it may force tourists to consider going somewhere else other than Europe because it's too hot there. You have stories in the United States, 19th straight day of 110 degree temperatures in Phoenix. Whoa, you mean that in the summertime, in the middle of July, it gets really hot in the desert? Are you kidding? And Kamala Harris was in Baltimore last week. No, not talking about the continued degradation of that city. But she was talking about the climate. She says the climate crisis impacts everybody. 
but it does not impact all communities equally. You see, the climate is racist. The climate goes after poor communities, rural communities, native communities. It knows where the natives are. That's what the climate does. It's a racist. The climate is racist. And it goes after communities of color, often hardest hit by the clients, by the climate. So you see, the climate is run by a bunch of white supremacists, and they just, the climate hurts people of color, hurts the native populations. And she also made this statement. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce, and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Reduce population. Get rid of the people. Martha Reeves celebrating her birthday today. James Golden, Boston Airlines Rush Hour on WABC. Your call's coming up. We've got more news, too, though, so don't go away. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. By the way, those of you looking for Mark Stein today, Mark is usually our Tuesday guest. Mark is still in Europe and will be home, hopefully, within the next few weeks. I don't know how he's surviving the hot temperatures over in Europe. Sade brings us back, especially since so many European hovels have no air conditioning. Which, you know, guys, simple, air conditioner. But hey, it's Europe. Let them do their thing. I must say, I was impressed. I spent more time in Europe and places in Europe this uh, last trip than I've ever before. And it just kind of tickled my desire to travel more. I've got some really cool invites. I met this great couple that invited me to come hang out with them in New Zealand. Another couple that had fled Great Britain because of the crime and calamity going on in that nation. They now reside in Spain. They offered me to come visit them in Spain and spend some time there. And if I ever have time enough, I'm going to do it. Now, let's go back to this Kamala Harris thing. She says the climate climate crisis impacts everybody, but it does not impact all communities equally. Poor communities, rural communities, native communities, and communities of color. Color. What color? Of color are often the hardest hit and least able to recover. Well, Rhonda Schrock's husband, Grant, just has an observation about this. Basically says, so she's calling God a racist. Yeah, Grant, pretty much. God must be a white supremacist racist because he sends us the climate. The climate attacks people of color, native communities, poor communities, rural communities. So God instructed the weather 
to hit hardest communities of color. By the way, go get those Indians. Go get those Native Americans. Get them too. And the poor people, God must really dislike the poor people. Because they're going to get those too. And rural communities. Those of you who don't live in the cities. You live out there on a farm somewhere. God's targeting you with climate. White supremacist God, I guess. Doesn't like certain people. And so he sends the climate to them. And Kamala Harris, her recommendation is, hey, let's reduce the population. Let's get rid of some of these people. And then the ones left to be able to breathe a little bit easier. Ilhan Omar said that Earth, our planet, the Earth, Earth broke a heat record. That heat record was last set in the year 100,017,977 B.C., That's what Ilhan Omar said. And now we have broken that heat record that was set in the year 100,977 B.C. Now, ladies and gentlemen, weather forecast. We haven't been doing weather forecasts that long. Weather forecasting is just over a hundred years old. But yet you have this woman claiming that the heat record now goes back. Democrats are also warning of 30 foot sea level rises without action on the climate. So, what are we going to do? Dozens of House Democrats have put forward legislation that claims that sea levels are going to rise as much as 30 feet by the year 2100. You know what that means. Manhattan is going to be underwater. Miami, underwater. All you people living in those beautiful oceanside properties along the east and west coast, underwater. It's a planetary energy imbalance caused by climate change. That's what they're saying. Ilhan Omar is also in the news saying that Democrat Representative Pramila Jayapal of Washington, who apologized for calling Israel the state racist, she's coming her defense. And Ilhan Omar says... We spend too much time policing the language of black and brown women who speak out against oppression and not enough time ending the oppression of black and brown people. So you're supposed to shut up and not police the language of Ilhan Omar who claims that we are breaking records set a hundred and what was it? How many years ago was it? I want to get the number right. 
117,977 years before Christ. We just, we broke that record. According to Ilhan Omar, who complains that we are spending too much time policing the language of black and brown people. Like her friends that call the state of Israel a racist state. You'll be glad to know that there is a crackdown, a federal crackdown on robocalls and scam callers. It has begun. Operation Stop Scam Calls, the FTC, and 101 other federal and state law enforcement authorities, including the attorney generals of all 50 states in Washington, D.C., are supposedly engaging on a crackdown of scam callers. Let's see if that works. No more scam callers. Of course, gender is in the news as it is every day. Democrats are now pushing a measure that would get rid of the terms husband and wife in federal nomenclature. They want federal law to stop using the terms husband and wife and just use the term spouses because husband and wife is too gender specific, you see. There's also a story of a National Guard recruit who was forced forced to shower with a transgender male. She's considering quitting National Guard. Young woman, South Dakota National Guard, basic training, sleeping in open bays, showering with biological men. Because this is what the Democrats believe is appropriate these days. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. Your call's coming up. Do not go away. Coming right back. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. And let's get to the phones. Let us begin with Adam in Mineola. How are you, Adam? How you doing, sir? I was listening to you when you was talking about uh, what Trump is going to do if he gets another term. That sounds like dictatorship. Republicans nor Democrats want no dictator, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That does not sound like dictatorship to me. It sounds like someone that is supposed to be the executive in the executive office. What we have allowed in this country is for government to run amok. And this goes back to the days of Bill Clinton standing up, wagging that little bony finger in America's face, telling them the era of big government is over. No, it just began. This is an attempt to control 
big government and their far-reaching influence over everyday Americans' life, which was never, ever envisioned by the United States Constitution. David in Staten Island, how are you? Cameras in Mar-a-Lago, were they on or off? That is a good question. I don't know. Don't know what the cameras were doing in Mar-a-Lago. I do know that when it comes to this documents trial, it doesn't matter because the president, under the president's, uh, Presidential Records Act, has every authority to choose which records he or she takes with them at the end of a term, and that indictment should have never come up. Tom in Woodbridge, New Jersey. How are you, Tom? Hello, Tom. Going once, going twice. Hello? Sal in Staten Island. How are you, Sal in Staten Island? Welcome. First, I'll be rapid fire. First of all, God bless you, and thank God you came back to us safe. Also, the big Thanks. outrage of yesterday's daily noose, another death of an inmate, an inmate who robbed a gunpoint, knife point, robbed an autistic child at knife point to steal the child's phone. They're all outraged, all these groups. Why are they outraged that American veterans in New York City and across the country are out in the rain and eating and drinking out of garbage cans? Why are they outraged? Amen to that. Because they lack outrage for American veterans. And they lack outrage on victims of crime. They don't care. The Democrat Party could care less, in my view. That's why. Steve, in Brooklyn, New York, how are you, Steve? Fine. The largest rise and fall of water level on a coast in the world is in Anchorage, Alaska, every day, 35 feet, and ships have to change their gangway going in from deck to deck throughout the day to accommodate a rise of 35 feet without any harm to the land at all. I thought that the biggest rise was in the Bay of Fundy which is up near Nova Scotia. And what I understood was it's, sim it's similar. It, it's a, a similar rise and fall of, uh, of the tide levels that is somewhere in the order of 30 feet. So it might be Anchorage, it might be Bay of Fundy, but you're right. And the world manages to live through it. Absolutely right, Steve. Thank you. Andrew in Stanhope, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I agree with you. The guy that said that Trump is dictatorship, I see it as exactly the opposite. Just to look at the Veterans Accountability Act Trump passed. Now people can be fired that are inept. And just imagine if that guy was a veteran having to wait on service. We heard horror stories, people dying, you know, their parents waiting on lists and dying before they get to service. So so these big bureaucracies, that's fascism, socialism, Marxism, communism. What Trump's doing is the opposite. And we could talk Saturday, a jump cut. They quoted Trump out of content. They took the word peacefully and patriotically, but they hid the jump. They hid it so it's not a jump cut. They cut to another camera angle so you don't see the cut. Well, you know what? This whole January 6th thing... In a way, it might be good, and I, I don't think so because of what liberals do, but this is, we are on dangerous ground with this continued legal assault on Donald Trump. And as I said, the Republican Party had better respond to this politically, and they better start getting and just and stop pretending. 
Did you see any Republicans of note standing in front of the Capitol saying this is outrageous and this has to stop? Of course not. Bob in New Jersey. How are you, Bob? Thank you for waiting. Thank you, sir. We need to stop calling these folks the left. We need to call them what they are. These are anti-American communists who are bent on destroying the American way and establishing a new order, that, a new order of government. That's what they are. It's not people okay. different. These are, are anti-American communists. Anti-American communists. Thank you. Sandra in New Jersey, you're on WABC, Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, Sandra? Hello, well, welcome back, James. You know, you, 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 the introduction to your show, you had it so perfectly put. So I'm saying to myself, they went after John F. Kennedy, they can go after Trump. And then I said, well, he's such a big man, they can't force him to go to jail. Then I said to myself, oh, yes, they can. They'll take three bigger men than him, put him in jail. So now my question to you is, what do we do? If that happens, do we elect him? uh, This is the thing. These legal challenges that Donald Trump are facing, they want him one way or another not to run for the presidency or not to succeed. If you support Donald Trump, you have to be out there and make sure that he does succeed. That's step one. And let me tell you something. The scenario of Donald Trump pardoning himself is getting more and more real all the time. Because these people are unrelenting with what they are trying to do to him using the legal system. Well, my friends, we have come to the end of the road, little boys to men talk there, for our Tuesday rush hour. But, God willing, we will be back tomorrow for the Wednesday rush hour. And we hope you're here with us on WABC. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and your loved ones. Love, gratitude all the time, every day for being here. I appreciate you so much. All righty. Tomorrow's another day. Bye.